I'm Phil Morehart, Senior Editor of American Libraries, a magazine of the American Library Association, and this is the Dewey Decibel Podcast. March is Women's History Month, and for libraries and universities across the U.S. and abroad looking to supplement curriculum and teaching with related resources, the task may seem daunting. Where to start? The Women's Studies Archive from Gale, a Cengage company, has the answer. The Women's Studies Archive is an examination of the social, political, and professional aspects of women's lives and offers a look at the roles, experiences, and achievements of women in society. The Archive's two collections, Women's Issues and Identities, and Voice and Vision are exhaustive repositories of primary sources and other materials on women's issues past and present. But how are these archives being applied in today's libraries? In this special episode of the Dewey Decimal Podcast, sponsored by Gale, American Libraries Associate Editor Sally Ann Price speaks with Kimberly M. Gay from John B. Coleman Library at Prairie View A&M University in Prairie View, Texas, about how she uses the Gale Women's Studies Archive and much more. Can you tell me about your role at Prairie View A&M University Libraries and your work with subject area archives? I am the head of the Reference and Information Services and also an academic reference librarian. Uh, the reason why I'm in, intricately involved with the Gale resources, and especially the Women's Studies Archive, is just on the notion that being that this is still March and we're in Women's History Month, we do a lot of programming that we use a lot of the information from the database. Uh, can you describe some of the programming that, um, that you had had planned for this month, although obviously uh, it won't all be going down as planned? Well, we were planning on doing a campus-wide book review where we were doing uh, what would be considered the honoring the life of Toni Morrison, where we were going to look at all of these historical information about Toni Morrison and go to the Women's Studies Archive to find information on her. The students were going to read excerpts out of Toni Morrison's books, even her five poems that she wrote. You know, that was one activity that we were going to be planning. Another one was looking at women in the political realm of um, being lawyers, being politicians, um, being mayors. Another point we were looking at is just women who work in the health profession and doing historical analysis of how they moved the wellness from one level of health to another level of health. So it was going to be a, um, a a beautiful amalgamation of um, looking at information on women. But we're moving a lot of that to online settings where we're creating LibGuides that talk about those issues as well. And can you talk uh, specifically about how the Gale Women's Studies Archive, has, um, how that's connected to your liaison subjects in business, agriculture, and communication specifically? Well, I am now the liaison for the College of Agriculture and Human Sciences. I am also for the School of Architecture. Then I'm also all of the chemistry, the mathematics, the physics, and the engineering. 
So I've had to change my role around. And within that area, the Women's Studies Archives even becomes more profound because I'm working with liaison faculty that is majority of male-centered. So I love it when I'm able to show them databases of information from the Women's Studies Archives that relate to women in agriculture, that relate to women in math. I mean, we we turned around and had a book and a movie about the women, the African-American women, the minorities who were part of NASA, you know. So to be able to show them all of these intricate designs of women who have also been involved in these predominantly male fields has been exciting to work with and show. And then within the Women's Studies Archive database, it has all of these functionalities and features that make gathering the resources more available to the faculty that they can also share with their students and other staff and faculty as well. And how have you seen the uh, the materials playing into um, or supporting the research and publications that um, that you that you've supported? Well, some of the things that I've looked at, that especially in the College of Agriculture and Human Sciences, that they work on a lot of grants. They work on grants within the community, and I know the community of Waller County, you know, has women who have land that has been deeded to them, and they're looking at aspects of how do they cultivate their land and how do they work with, you know, what's considered that farm to market product and everything. And just having the Women's Studies Archive collection, they're able to put into their grant that there were women who worked in the husbandry factor of canning and growing vegetables that were also into what considered is, you know, the um, aspect of herbals, you know, and how to move forward with putting that into their literature to make their grant more substantial. Nice. And what aspects of the archive, uh, you mentioned some of the, some of the finding features and things like that. What aspects do you most appreciate? Well, one of the things that I always love to do is being a librarian, you really just get them to the door, you know, and then you let them be like Alice in Wonderland and explore everything around you, you know. So I love showing anybody who wants to look at it or needs research coming from it what was considered their topical finder where you can key in a word, you know, and it will bring up all of these other keywords that you can set aside to do Boolean phrasing. You can turn them into the be the subject, the title page, you know. So with, from that aspect, just being able to show them the topical finder area and let them explore what kind of way they want to lead their research in, then they're able to go back and use those words into the database and have a stronger search value. And you mentioned before that you, uh, to me, that you uh, happened to go to a women's college. Can you tell me a little bit just about how that uh, shaped your experience? It's, um, it's always befitting, you know, to have value, especially if you've been degreed and educated, to understand the value of what your education is, you know, and to understand, you know, the value of how everything that you were taught in your formal education, be it high school, junior high, and even at the college level, help to shape who you are because you're going to be more well-rounded. Well, I got my bachelor's degree and my master's degree from Texas Women's University. 
And within that, Texas Women's University had a core curriculum where you were taking anywhere between six to nine class, six to nine hours that were related to some aspect of women's studies or women's history. So that profoundly gave me an aspect to look at, you know, women from the avenues of splicing them in with political, splicing them in with social, splicing them in with health, splicing them in with everything else that really has that synergy of what makes the world, you know, be an ever-growing aspect of uh, how you move within it. So being at TWU allowed me the opportunity to know that there was always value in what women did, and this is how we highlighted it. But then also, too, you know, being a woman, I know that there's value, you know, in what women do and how women move things. You know, so to look at it from an aspect of reading about these prolific women and how they went beyond, you know, and they put their efforts out first before anybody else did, Oh, yeah, my toolage and training at, at Texas Women's University was excellent in that. And what sort of feedback would you say you've gotten from the uh, the students and the faculty who've worked with the Gale Women's Studies Archives? Well, the feed has, feedback, of course, has been positive because I'm opening them, them up to understanding that through these other liaison areas that I teach, women were prolific in those areas as well. So instead of just always writing research papers about the men, the men in those fields, let's look to see if we can write research papers about the women in those fields. You know, and then some of my students, I say, I would say, let's bring it up to another level. Let's find out if this, if this woman is still alive. You know, and if she has a Facebook or Twitter, let's see if we can contact her through social media. And now you've added this live interview aspect. To your research endeavors. Now, speaking of, um, of student response and faculty response, um, obviously, as we talk now, it's uh, it's mid to late March amid the um, the coronavirus sort of crisis, we can say. Uh, so, obviously, you guys have had to cancel a lot of the Women's History Month programming that you'd had planned. Um, have you been working with um, with certain departments or student groups on events? And just what's uh, uh, what's sort of been the the mood or the response of the um, the individuals you've spoken with about it? Well, at this stage now, you know, as all universities are going, they're actually starting back in school session March 23rd. So right now we're just gathering what would be considered our demographics. Are we looking at the demography of who's all going to be returning on campus and then making sure we do that social distancing and making sure it's only 10 people or less in certain areas together? You know, so right now we're just – fundamentally, you know, figuring out how we're going to move, you know, some of our, some of our, uh, let's see, presentations and programs to an online world, because we first need to find out who will be our audience. Clearly, for Women's History Month in the year 2021, things are going to look a lot different, the campuses, the programming, um, and everything, but it sounds like you've got um, a lot of work and a lot of resources at your fingertips, so I'm sure you guys will pull off something great. Oh, thank you. Is there anything else there uh, you wanted to add to uh, about your experience with the Gale Women's Studies Archive? One of the biggest factors is is just to take the time to literally go through the breadth and depth of the information. It's ever-changing. 
there's always something new that I can pull up from it and think of it as another excellent resource besides doing um, your other normal website searches. Yeah, and for uh, for anyone who's finding themselves with some time on their hands, it certainly sounds like a good time to dive into uh, the Gale Women's Studies Archive. That wraps another episode of the Dewey Decibel Podcast. Many thanks to Kimberly M. Gay from Prairie View A&M University for joining us today to talk about the Women's Studies Archive from Gale. To learn more about the archive, visit gale.com slash primary-sources slash women's-studies. As always, I'm Phil Morehart, Senior Editor of American Libraries, and this is the Dewey Decibel Podcast. <laughs>